So we often talk about link building in this podcast, but if I had to make a criticism on the way we speak about it, we often talk about it in kind of a vacuum and in theory, etc. So in today's episode, we decided to do something a bit different. We went ahead and Googled some keywords in very competitive niches, and we decided to look at exactly how the sites that are showing up on page one of Google are ranking, criticize their link building, and essentially show you what they are doing and what it essentially takes in real life to be on page one of Google. So if you like that kind of more practical episodes where we take real life examples, look at real sites and comment on them, don't forget to give a thumb up to the video and subscribe if you want to not miss our future episodes. And for now, let's get started with the episode. Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. And now your hosts, Gail Breton and Mark Webster. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Authority Hacker Podcast. From what we've seen in our analytics, you guys have enjoyed the episodes where we took real life examples of real sites and kind of commented on what they're doing, described it, and just essentially give you inspiration for stuff you can do on your sites. I can't promise everything's gonna be an inspiration for your site in this episode, but we have definitely followed that. And we are coming back today with an episode where we are going to be reviewing essentially the link building techniques and how sites in competitive niches are building links good or bad, and kind of a comment on that and see what we would recommend, not recommend you do. But overall, all the sites we took today are going to be ranking on Google and have gotten a lot of links, whether you agree or not, on how they got it. They got some success, so it's going to be quite interesting. And today to show us his latest pair of socks, we got Mark. So how's it going, Mark? It's going good. I have many <laughs> socks to share today. For those listening to the audio version of this, I'm holding up, I think, 10 pairs of socks right now, which a viewer actually sent me. So shout out to Thomas from Super Duper Socks. Thanks very much for that. This will keep me going for several years, I think. Yeah, it's, it's the perk of having uh, people who listen to us who have companies. They just send you gifts. There was like a, an age Hashtag sponsored, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so I guess like six pairs of socks buys a, a, a slot of sponsorship on our podcast. I'm a cheap date, what can I say? But uh, I had a member that sent me supplements, actually, like uh, I think a year ago or something. He had like a supplement company and HPro helped him a lot and he sent me like a huge package of like a bunch of supplements and so on. So that was quite interesting. I had a, a podcast viewer message me on Instagram and sent me uh, coffee. I don't actually drink coffee, but my wife absolutely loves it. So he sent us some coffee from his coffee subscription business, which was, according to my wife, very, very good. All right. Well, thank you for all the gifts. We're not dating for more. I mean, Mark hey, just, is. Just to not. let you guys know, it <laughs> is Christmas soon. So, you know. Mark, <laughs> Mark's dating for more, but I'm not. Just some batteries for the Flamingo, maybe. That's the that's, uh, the, that's the gift I need. It's getting like a little bit weaker. Anyway, let's jump into the podcast. People love the rambling. I hate it. So let's go ahead and just you go ahead. You pick the first site. You right. Tell us what it is and what's going on. All right. Let's jump in at the deep end and start with a casino website. So the first site is a Swedish casino website. It's called slotsia.com. And they have a UK version, which is in English, forward slash UK. And on there, they have a blog post about global party cities. Now, the interesting thing about this is if you look at the, the blog post, you would never know this was a casino site unless you kind of figured it out from the, the URL. They've gotten rid of all the casino branding, all the navigation, really everything that would identify this as a casino site. It just looks like a sort of nomad list style page with all the major party cities, I guess, in the world. And it's a relatively simplistic post that they've made here. 
What they've done is that they've picked a bunch of criteria which they believe determines a, a party city. I'm not sure if I would necessarily agree with that, but they've looked at like the cost of two nights accommodation, the price of a taxi, the price of a meal at McDonald's. I mean, I don't really know how that contributes to a good That's city. That's some high quality party, yeah. The price of a pint, the number of casinos, the number of bars and clubs in the town, crime index and safety score. And they just, they've made numbers. They've gathered data on this for every city that they have in their list, which there are, there's only 36. So it's not, not that many. It can't have taken that long. I know things like McDonald's data and the number of, uh, the, the price of a pint in a city, you can get that from a bunch of other, uh, other sites. That data is very easy to gather. But they've pulled it all together and they've made this nice interface where you can sort the cities so you can have the best overall, or if you want to know which one has the best price for a pint, you can click on that and it'll sort it by the cost of alcohol. And what they've done here is they've made this kind of ranking system for each city and they've appealed to cities, newspapers or their journalists in, you know, like there's this one from the Moscow Times, they have an article, St. Petersburg named world's fourth best party city. That's like an entire article, a journalist has taken time to write this. So they've clearly done some kind of outreach campaign where they've mentioned this and say, hey, did you know that your city ranked number four or whatever? Here's the list and, and all that. And these journalists have gone through and written articles about it because they've clearly handed it to them on a plate what to write and just made it easy. Journalists have, usually have a number of articles that they have to output each day. So the easier it is and the, the less work they have to do, the more work the PR agencies or the websites do, the easier it is. So it works. Like They've kind of bypassed the fact that they're a casino site, which is notoriously difficult to build links to through normal outreach, let alone through PR or getting featured in any kind of national newspapers as, as they've managed to do. Now, one thing which stands out as a little bit suspicious is the link from the points guy, which is the points guy. We've talked about this, this site on the show many times. It's a travel blog, which is actually a credit card, a huge credit card affiliate site. And they, they have huge offices in New York, make lots of money. They're owned by Red Ventures. They have a link from an article about Bangkok being a cheap city. Yeah, and the, it's a weird link. The, anchor, the anchor text of the link to this Slotsia Global Party Cities page, the anchor text is Swedish site Slotsia for casino fans. There's no way that's a natural anchor tech, yeah, anchor tech that has to be specifically requested, some kind of intern being paid off here or, or something going on here. Maybe It's they not just that. Rent. It's like in that sentence, essentially the, the context is like giving the price of an, a two night stay in Bangkok, which this site is definitely not the resource for that kind of information. Like if you had to pick a website to link to for this kind of information, I'm sure you would link the actual original. Like it's just like a weird one to link to for when you talk about just one city, you know. I agree, and I'm not sure what's going on here because I said there was various criteria you can order the party cities by. One of them specifically is the price of two nights accommodation, and if you click that, then it will rank Bangkok as the the cheapest one at what is it, 18 pounds for for two nights. I'm not sure where you're staying that's going to be that cheap, but there you go. So I'm even wondering if they didn't kind of construct it in that way with a view to like the points guy saying, okay, well, if you do this, we'll be able to link to you. And yeah, I don't know, maybe Red Ventures owns slots here or they're involved in it in some way. And that's why it happened. I don't know. But either way, I think it's a really simple piece of content that they've put together. There's minimal, minimal research, you know, a few hours you can pull all this data together. Developer could 
pull together the sort of interface. That it's not even a developer. Really you can build this on Elemental. Like this is just like a pop-up when you click. You can build all of this on Elemental pretty much. You don't need developer. It's like I was thinking yeah. about it. If you're casino site, it's like if you want to be sneaky, I would actually change the order of cities depending on which IP accesses the website so that it looks more flattering for the journalists that arrive <laughs> from a city so you get more links. It's interesting. They don't they didn't get like a ton of links, but still like 40 good links in a, on a casino site is quite good. There are links from like places you wouldn't normally be able to get yeah. links from, like an Israeli newspaper, an Estonian newspaper in Estonian, not even in English. So I think it's a pretty good overall piece of content. One other thing I don't like about it is at the bottom, they have this pop-up that comes up and it seems to be like a site-wide one that's like sign up to our newsletter and it's the casino one. I think if you're ever doing any kind of outreach or PR link building campaign, you need to have some way of removing the pop-ups from the page as you're doing the, the, the campaign. But now that they've done it, now that it's over, maybe they decide to put it back. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. The one thing as well is that when you do this kind of campaign, the problem is there's not a lot of internal links to the rest of your site from these pages. So they just have one at the bottom that says like brought to you by Slotasia and then you click and then it just takes you to the homepage basically. But it's still good, like it still helps and I'd be happy to have that kind of page on one of our sites. But it's less good in the sense that you can put like, I mean, probably what you can probably do is like you do this campaign and then what they probably should do if they don't promote it as hardcore anymore is like include one or two in-text anchor links to relevant pages to actually capitalize on the links that they got from these really good sites. So for example, they talk about the number of casinos in a city and if there's like a could link place that, yeah. there, you could link to, yeah, you could link to one of their casino pages. Yeah, it's a good one, but yeah, it's like the problem is like limited internal linking to the rest of the website because you remove the navigation, because you remove the footer and all of that. And so like you need to kind of like, there's this kind of like post-promotion period where you kind of like try to stay subtle because if this page especially ranks for keywords, then it will pick up links over time if it's good, but it's like you also want to see some like effect on your money pages when you do this kind of campaign, but I like it. I think just the reason this works is because any kind of like award you have like this, I remember yeah, the, the D DJ Mag Top 100 DJs kind of thing. Like it's not really the best party cities and that's not really the best DJs, but people just lap up any kind of like ranking or ordering system. It's like ego boosting, you know, ego baiting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It works very well. Okay, anything else to say on this one? No, just the fact that, well, yeah, the fact that it, the content is so simple to create. I would say if you have a website, think of how you could maybe apply this to your own because I have quite a few ideas for how we could apply the, this kind of thing on a few of our, our websites. It's not really not too difficult, wouldn't take much time. Probably less than writing a normal article, to be honest. It makes me think of uh, Glenn's Glenn Aslop's, uh, you know, list of blogs. You know, it's a little bit similar. Actually, my example, my next example is a bit similar as well. So it's going to be a good transition. Except the way the acquired links is like completely passive, which is interesting. So it's on retirementleaving.com, which. I like it as an angle for a website, by the way. They cover financial products. They cover, you know, like the stuff that helps you climb the stairs when you're older or like standing bathtubs and things like that, like things for old people, basically. But I think it's, it's a really good niche, actually. And it's a cool niche because there's a mix of like easy keywords and very, very lucrative keywords. For example, the way I found these guys, I looked for best goal IRA ROTH account, Roth accounts, I guess you call it. Roth, yeah. Roth uh, in the US. So it's like, it's basically a type of retirement account. And so that's how I found these guys and they rank on page one of Google, right? And this is a very, very lucrative keyword. And because I was looking for competitive niches, that's how I found them. And then I was like, oh, I like this angle. And the site is like full of effort reviews 
Uh, it's quite interesting, but I didn't look at the effect reviews. I looked at effect reviews for the next examples I give, but this one I looked at like best pages for content. So the page I got is the taxes by state. Essentially, the reason that page exists on that site is because when people consider retiring, they want to pay a little, as little tax as possible so that they can maintain whatever capital they built throughout their life. And they probably consider, they would consider moving state if that reduces their taxes in the US because there's large discrepancies between states in the US. For example, right now, a lot of people are moving from California, which has really high tax, to Nevada, like Las Vegas, etc., because it's so much lower tax. So that's essentially why that piece of content exists. That piece of content was published in 2012. So it's like, it's eight years old and it has 644 linking root domains. So that's pretty good. And it's so simple. It's really not that complicated as well. It's basically... There's a bit of like a interactive map on top and then you click on the state and it just takes you to a different page actually, you will see. And it's a bit shit the way they built it because the page it takes you to is like the page has a list of like five or 10 states or something and they have five of these pages and they should have done a page per state. But if you check the page on archive.org, the reason it's done like that is because the first version was like that and then these pages, these sub pages ended up ranking and so they got afraid to change it and that's why in that state. But if they were building it today, I'm sure they would do that something a little bit different. They got some cool links. So they got fool.com, which is like financial type of publication. They got discover.com. They got blackrock.com, which is a massive financial company as well, etc. So they got some, some really cool one. And honestly, basically reverse back to what they did in 2012 and then just looked at how the links came. And if you look at the link acquisition, there's no like campaign. It's like there's a little bit of promotion at the beginning. And just like they just like get links because they rank and they made a kind of okay resource. But the only promotion they did at the beginning that I found was they did a press release and they promoted it on forums. <laughs> so they made like forum posts. Again, 2012, right? So it was maybe more relevant to promote on forums in 2012 than it would be today. But after that, what happened is the sub pages started ranking and picked up links and then just linked just back the main page and now the main page is actually picking up a bunch of links so it's like there's no tactic here it's just like the fact that they've updated that page maybe a dozen times in pretty much like once a year they've updated that so that the information is still good and that then they built a hub from this which was quite interesting because there's that main page and then there's they only have three or four i really wish they had 50 like one for each state uh, that would make a lot more sense because they, these pages rank like taxes in Nevada, taxes in Kentucky, et cetera, et cetera. And then essentially these pages juice each other. And from ranking on Google for useful informational keywords, you pick up a lot of links. We've experienced that for many websites, just building a resource and ranking. And then that's what these guys did essentially. And I think because it was easy to rank in 2012, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? It's like because you rank, you get more links. And because you get more links, you rank. And you get that circle and it keeps going and going. And that's basically what happened. So I just thought it was interesting because these guys, especially for this kind of stuff, like they literally have tax service call to actions on these pages. So I'm pretty sure they make good money from this. It just shows like a classic building a good resource, a little bit like yours, but theirs was a bit more passive. And I think it was timing based. So they were just like at the right time at the right place when it wasn't that competitive. And they just maintained their rankings by just updating the content. So you can see now, if you check the pages updated in August, 2020. So it's possible to find some of these in your, in your niches as well. Like I'm thinking of some pages that we are working on right now that ranked without very much link building, just some promotion. 
And then the regular update of this kind of like gives us that freshness boost and we just maintain our rankings. And over time, it's not fancy, right? You look at that page over one month, it picks up like one or two links. It's nothing crazy. But like if you maintain your rankings for 10 years like that, then that page has so many links and it's very hard for a competition to take over these keywords. So that's basically this, this plus the fact that uh, you can make a hub and they, it juices each other, basically. I think part of the reason that that is successful, even the first one, the first example I mentioned on the casino website and this next one I'm going to mention, which is policygenius.com. It's an insurance website, one of the larger insurance websites in the U.S., uh, and on their blog, they've got a state-by-state -state guide to Medicaid. Medicaid, I don't quite know what that is. It's like a uh, for poor people free, in the US. free medical insurance for certain income brackets in the US. So what the common thing between all these three sites, though, is that it's country by country, state by state. And then that allows people in different states to kind of like compete with each other and get a bit of an ego boost and like, oh, you know, our state featured this or our state has better party city or whatever it is. That's generally quite appealing to link building. I think tapping into local news and local publications is really powerful. These are like much lower standards. There's not as many interesting stories coming up, etc. And they're not as powerful, but they're so much easier to score that I like the idea of, of scoring that actually. It's also nice just to have a lot of information from different states' requirements, in this case for, for Medicaid. They've broken it down by like eligibility, income requirements, how to apply, and any other info, but they condensed it into four paragraphs. It's really nice to have all that information in one place. And as a, if you're talking about Medicaid on another website, you can just link to that. And anyone who's reading your article who wants to learn more about Medicaid or how to get it, can just go there and figure it out. It's like a path for everyone, so to speak. And there's something just inherently powerful about doing that. I remember we had a client once, they were a, a private investigator business in, in the US. And I forget whether it was like hiring a private investigator legality or surveillance legality, something like that. And they had like a state by state breakdown of what the what the law was in each state. And that just made such an easy piece of content to do link building for both manually, like outreach based, but also when we were just things coming in, links coming in over time. Uh, and this is the case with Policy Genius as, as well. Uh, there are a few spikes. I don't know if they've been sort of manually pushing it a bit. Um, there's a, a little one at the start. But it really, aside from that, it's just a gradual buildup over time of links. By the way, if you guys want to visit this page at home, um, they've actually blocked European Union visitors. So I had to use a VPN to access it for like GDPR reasons or whatever. I don't think that particularly affects them since it really is a US only thing. But they, they've got links from CNBC, from MSN. Uh, they got a lot of links from, interestingly, different business insiders around the world. So I'm not sure if Business Insider syndicates like the content. Post. Or what, what exactly goes on, but they've got like .com.au, they've got the Indian one, they translate got a bunch the of European content, ones. They do that. Like it's the same when on Huffington Post, usually you get one or two and then you get like four or five TLDs. Yeah. So, you know, overall, I think it's a it's an interesting link building campaign. These kinds of, this type of content, if you can execute it well, as we've seen three times now, just earns you links over time, kind of on autopilot. It's really good. Okay, my next one is a bit of a different tune. I decided to go to the dirty niches, so I went to elitesingles.com. And uh, so it's a dating site, DR67, 307,000 organic traffic, which is quite good in the dating niche, to be honest. And then I picked a page, you know, to try to reverse engineer. So I, I put in Ahrefs and I look for uh, Best Buy links. And one of the pages that got the most links was 
millionaire dating. And I was like, okay, I know it's going to be dirty. I know it's going to be, it's going to be fun, etc. And, you know, sure enough, that page gets like 3000 something traffic in Ahrefs. And then I looked at the link profile and I was like, okay, how do you get links to a page that is obviously like hardcore monetized to sell, you know, dating services and stuff like that. And, you know, it's going to be like sugar baby stuff, et cetera, like, you know, borderline legal prostitution stuff, et cetera, basically. And so I wasn't uh, disappointed <laughs> because pretty much everything that I found was absolutely terrible PBN. So I have this one like pixelparadise.com that was basically like this site. If you look at the la- it, the best thing is like it's in the uncategorized category. The link is literally like a plain text, like um, kind of like just the URL, you know, like they don't even put an anchor, etc. And it's like, it's literally the fifth word in the article. But the best thing is if you click in the categories, you see that the, the categories, there is things like adult dating sites. There is maybe I won't go on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you get the idea. There's also all the bad My favorite part of this is on the, the image they've used on um, this, this, this post. The, it yeah. still has a Shutterstock watermark over it. Yeah. I mean, there's also a lot of financial stuff. So like uh, best title loans, title loans, Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. A bunch of porn keywords, et cetera, et cetera, basically. Hot Russian girls, da, 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 et cetera. Like uh, get a relationship with girls in Odessa. Stuff like, you know, stuff like that. Actually, fun story. I was going through the link profile and I was clicking and one of them literally redirected me to a landing page for penis enlargement. So I made an order and I'll give you guys an update on this. And uh, (laughs) 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 But overall, but what is interesting? What is in overall, this thing is like, I was looking if they juice their links as well, because a lot of gray hats, they just like have shitty PBN links and then they spam these links, right? So I tried to look at the links of the links. Didn't really find that. They don't really do that. And I didn't find much else than PBNs. But what is interesting from this is that this site gets 307,000 organic traffic in a dating niche. And for competitive keywords, you know, as much as Google, you know, we talked about paid links not long ago, where they were essentially like Google's going to ignore paid links, da, 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 et cetera. They're really good at this, et cetera. Well, these guys, they managed to have posts on these kind of shitty sites and rank perfectly fine and get like, if Ahrefs says say 300K traffic, they might be getting five, six, 700,000 visits per month on this site for extremely lucrative keywords and make millions per year using not even subtle gray hat. It's like trash gray hat, you know? So it shows that, as much as Google has big words for saying things work, etc., here's a prime example of pretty shitty stuff that we used to do 10 years ago that works absolutely fine still, at least temporarily for these sites. And this site is not a brand new site. So yeah, basically I wanted to highlight that as well because it's fun to highlight the clever link building campaigns, but it also shows that trashy stuff does work and it can be infuriating when you're competing against it. Anything else is on this site? I have nothing else to say on this site. No, let's move on, shall we? The next one is in the healthy eating weight loss space. There's a website called healthyeater.com. And what they've done is they have built flexible dieting calculator. At least that's what they call it. Basically, it's a, if you're familiar with this, if it fits your macros type calculator, you know, you put in your age, gender, height, weight, activity level, and it works out how many calories a day should you be eating if you want to maintain, gain weight, lose weight, how much protein, carbs, fat should you be eating in that 
And there are a few very, very simple formula out there, which most of these kind of calculators use. And once you know that formula, it's super easy to just give it to a developer and say, okay, you know, make input fields for this, run this formula calculation, output it like this. I think this tool could be made in half a day, maybe by a, a competent developer. It shouldn't take you more than a few hours at least. But the amount of links they got is amazing. They built 425 links to this page and they got links from Tim Ferriss from Runner's World and they've got about a gazillion links from forum, like bodybuilding forums, all sorts of different different ones, like forum.bodybuilding.com. They have dozens of links from there. So like many people are actually recommending this. This is not just like, oh, I'm, we're going to do some PR outreach and get it, get it featured. Yeah. It's kind of like user-driven. And I think it just highlights how even a very basic, simplistic calculator tool like this, which probably cost them less than a hundred bucks to put together, maybe a bit more because it is quite sort of nicely designed, the output and stuff, but how good of a link building tool this can be. And a lot of people discount building tools like this, building any kind of software because it's scary and it's not what they're used to. Uh, and they think it's going to be expensive, but you know, how much do we spend on a, a good blog post from like one of our top writers like these days? Well over a hundred bucks, sometimes several hundred dollars for, for longer ones. And this probably costs less than a blog post. So when you think about it in those terms, maybe it's time to start developing more simple tools, hiring the odd developer on Upwork to put something on our site and use that as a link building Yeah, strategy. I think you need a promotion campaign behind as well. It's like, it's easy to build a tool and get no traction. It's like I would build a system to like track the questions on multiple platforms related where the tool can answer, you know? So in this case, like, oh, how can I get, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to, I want to steal it ice cream. What should I do? And just go ahead and reply with the tool, you know? It's quite a common question on like bodybuilding, powerlifting yeah, exactly. type environments. Like how many calories do I need to be eating to cut or to gain weight? And then... If you set up alerts and like you're on top of those exactly. things, That's what you do. can just, you can be those people going, in, oh yeah, just check this out, just check this out, just check this out. And like after enough people, then get they recommend to that, it, you know? then they start recommending it to others, then, then it, then it, so takes you don't off. do that for the links of that you build. You do that just to seed it into the community and build that kind of like snowball effect of people sharing it and posting it. But yeah, I would definitely do that kind of like monitoring. Like basically, like if you build a tool, like figure out which questions. It answers, and before you even build it, be like, okay, what kind of questions is this, and how often do these questions appear on the internet? And build that kind of like system where I would just reply to these every time, and be like, here's my free tool, here's my free tool, here's my free tool, and eventually people will pick it up, and eventually you will get links, kind of naturally. You know, it's like it's even like I would even consider like you know how people buy AdWords to like interesting pieces of content to try to get links, you know, like the statistics stuff, etc. I think for the questions where your tool answers the questions, so for example, you know, how can I steal eat ice cream but lose weight or whatever, I would buy AdWords to that tool page as well, probably hoping that it generates links as well. Like basically, I feel like that'd be expensive. Depends on the keywords, I guess, especially if they're informational. It really depends like on the competition for that keyword. But yeah, I think it really depends what you want. But like, you know, these tools, they're like all or nothing, you know, they're either really successful or like nothing happens. And I believe that you need to spend as much on promoting it as building it at least if you want to pass that tipping point. Otherwise, it's too easy to have that page that's like, okay, it's really cool. But like how many tools get zero traction? A lot. It's just you don't know them. And so I would have a strong promotion plan for this, but it can work provided you promote it properly. Do you want to do the next one? I'll do the next one. 
another crass one because it's my favorite. This one kind of like takes what we've seen so far from my previous example and just pushes it one notch above, you know? And so I went to the CBD niche. I think I searched for like best CBD oil or something and I found that website called wayoflift.com, which is actually rebranded actually. Let me recheck, but like it was, uh, they basically redirected this domain to another one. That's why it's like DR75 and it looks like it's eight months old because they actually redirected from marijuana type thing. And given their link profile and what I've seen, I believe that they do that because their site got fucking hammered by Google. And that's because when I went to, I picked a page again, I did the same thing and I picked the best CBD oil for pain relief because it's nice and stuff to talk about like info content, etc. But I want to know how people who rank for really big commercial keywords rank for big commercial keywords in competitive niches and it's dirty. And so that page is on page one for best CBD for pain, CBD for pain, not best CBD for pain, which is a keyword difficulty 76 keywords. So it's pretty difficult. I think they're five or six or something, um, but it's still a site that like, you know, people in H pro could build like it's, you look at the site and it's like, it's nice. But you can see it's not like a multi-million dollar company behind and it's like, it's kind of like a small operation. So how do we build links? How do we rank on page one for that keyword to that page? First of all, I found web 2.0s. So, remember yes. those? For those, those people who don't know, what, what's a web 2.0? Web 2.0 is... That term come around for yeah, it's, half I mean, a decade now. The idea is like free blog platforms, right? So it's like blogger.com. In this case, the example I have on the spreadsheet here is a mistrickingly.com, which is like a free website builder. The URL, the, the subdomain they have is site28764453526144.mistrickingly.com. So that's where the, the PBN came back. But like, unlike uh, the amateurs at, um, EliteSingles.com. These guys actually know the trick and they're actually juicing up their, <laughs> they're juicing up their, their web 2.0s with forum spam and blog comment spam. So, you know, good old scrape box running like spam comments to this. It's like if I check the links to the links, they're usually 10 or 15 linky root domains. I have some examples, so we're going to put them on screen here, but like some forum profiles, eberoid.net and uh, I had grassberg.com, which is like a blog where you can do a profile, uh, some free GitHub type uh, stuff, etc. They also point direct forum profiles and community profiles to their page. They're just like extrumer the shit out of their fucking page. <laughs> and it works just fine. Mentools.net, for example, gapier.com, etc. I've found a bunch of forum profiles with exact match, anchor text. And then there's the guest posts, right? So they have guest posts on kind of like tier two sites. So I found like baltimorepostexaminer.com, for example. So is this a real local news or is this some guy who picked up a PBN? You know, I didn't go that far to check that, but yeah, it's, it could be either. Anyway, I found these sites and then obviously these sites were spammed with also web 2.0s <laughs> and forums, etc. So when these guys actually get, get a link on like a legit site, then they spam it with uh, forum profiles, probably have some extremer running, I guess, if this still exists. I mean, it still exists. I know I checked recently. Well, I haven't tried it recently. They do directories, <laughs> believe it or not. They actually have links on directories. So I found one linkcenter.com in the business category in medical clinics. They have essentially links from that and just forum topic spam. So like forums that are abandoned, etc. They just spam in it and put some links. And believe it or not, that site gets 872,000 organic traffic in the CBD niche. So that was interesting to look at it, but it's interesting to also see that they actually rebranded a couple of months ago because probably their previous domain was 
burned by Google. So again, it's important. We looked at the CBD niche. We looked at the dating niche. Casino, like you've shown a clean example, but let's be honest, if we were good for, to Casino for five minutes, we'll find the same things. And it's important to show these things still work because when I go on Facebook group and people say, oh, Greyhound doesn't work, Google's so smart, AI, etc." Well, here you go. Go check the URL. So yeah, that was uh, my last example, actually. Does it inspire you to decrease the quality of our building? <laughs> Absolutely not. It just <laughs> inspires me not to get into the CBD niche. <laughs> yeah. They move 872,000 traffic by trip. So it's like, let's say we double it, right? So let's say they have 1.5 million visitors per month. How much money do these guys make? Like they make, probably make more than a million a month. Probably more than a million dollars a month. So yeah, it shows that uh, Greyhound is alive, you know? Well, this next site, I guarantee you they make more than one million per month. It's a DR78 VPN review website, and they have, according to Ahrefs, six million unique visitors per month, which is just astronomical uh, uh, given the commissions and stuff in, in that niche. And the way they're building the majority of their links is ingenious. I absolutely love what they've done here. I'm so impressed. So what they've been doing is they've hired a team of cybersecurity researchers, ethical hackers. I'm not sure what you, how you classify them. And these people have been going around identifying new data leaks. It looks like they've been looking in various places, maybe like Darknet and quite a few of their articles. They found like public cloud servers like AWS servers that have just like databases of people's information on it. Like they found every citizen of Ecuador in one of them. There's a bunch of like dating sites that have had analytics companies working for them. And then the companies just like put all the data on some unsecured server visible to everyone. So however they're doing it, I have no idea how they would go about finding this, but however they're doing it, they're finding these new data leaks and they're publishing them. They're sharing them with major newspapers. They have links from New York Times, BBC, TechRadar, Wired. Like those are just a few, but they each one of these pages has hundreds of links from like the top publications, DR90 plus around the world. It's absolutely incredible. And it's very, very, very smart. What you know, the best here. part about this is that when you find these data breaches, there's actually bounties for them. So they probably get paid as well. So they probably report it to the company. And a lot of companies like Microsoft, Apple, etc., will actually give you money for finding these. Up to a million dollars for Apple, for example. I didn't know? see too many like big, companies big like yeah. Microsoft, App, Apple. It's quite a few government organizations. Yeah. And there's a lot of like dating sites, porn sites, like kind of yeah. dodgy stuff that people would be like, oh shit, my password's going to get busted on there or whatever, or my pro identity's going to get made public on, on there. So those sites, when there's a, a data breach, right? Do you remember, what was that? Ashy Madison, was it? Yeah, yeah, there was a massive leak, I think, yeah. There was like one of the most famous data leaks of, of all time, just because of like the nature of it. And there was it like for um, what's actually Madison do again? It's for like uh, cheating, right? Okay, that's the one. <laughs> it's so, like basically, like, I mean, they, they put some politically correct word around it, but it's for cheating, you know? Extramarital affairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but like, the, ask Eduardo, you know? You can imagine if you had an account on a website like that and you're involved you in a busted, data yeah. breach. It's like, it's not just, oh, some, someone has my password that I use once and the last pass and take care of it, whatever. It's like, you're busted, your life is over kind of thing. So for obvious reasons, those kind of data leaks get 
more publicity. So it seems to be focusing more on on um, yeah, and th- yeah, those kinds of sites. Like these these sites publish it, like Mashable, etc. They will like they will report that, and you get a lot of links from that. So it's quite smart. It's not even newsjacking because they create the news. You know, it's one of the best examples of like a really high quality link building campaign in a, a difficult niche that, that I think I've ever seen. So hats off to the VPN mentor team for achieving that. And they make a fuck ton of money because six million, six million traffic again, double it, twelve million, twelve million. It's like I believe they buy, they might be making uh, they might be making ten million a month actually, like that that kind of uh, maybe between six and ten, you know? No, I don't think it's much, but yeah. still, I mean, they're they're banking it, you know? Yeah, but it's cool, and uh, like they just hire ethical hackers basically. I guess they tell the company. The question is like, do they tell the company before they make it public, or do they make it public before they tell the company? Because I would imagine they would just. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Actually, I would because, imagine they yeah. would let them know so they could like take it down and it before they worse. reveal it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then they'll like reveal it twelve hours later. So I don't know. They probably like tell them, "Hey, we found a bug in your system. If you let us publish it first, we will tell you what it is." Like if you don't tell anyone, and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sort yeah. of speculate. It's interesting. Well, it's interesting because of. it's still it's still interesting because it's like okay, it looks white hat, but it's like it's actually a little bit litigious. And if, if you literally like just publishing publicly information that can compromise a company or like private information, you know, I'm not sure if they're actually like publishing like, hey, if you want to get all the data, go here. I think they're just reporting on the fact that they've found it and, you know, yeah, verifying yeah. that. Yeah, fair enough. They don't. But like it gives a place to dig for hackers. So it's like, anyway, I think that's basically it for this podcast, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Well, guys, if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to drop it to a thumb up on YouTube, drop us a comment and maybe let us know what was your favorite and most successful link building technique in the comments on YouTube. You can also listen to this podcast on any audio platforms or anywhere you get your podcast, you can go and get it. And well, see you next week for another episode. Bye.